Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. your host here at Energy Awareness Radio. I am a Reiki master and certified sound therapist with a private practice in Sussex County, New Jersey, where we are streaming to you live as we do every Wednesday evening at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Our chat room is open, so feel free to join the discussion that's already happening online. We do keep an eye on the chat room, so if you have a question, post it, and we'll do our best to get your question on air or at the very least answered. As an alternative, 
for those of you who are on the go, you can't continue to listen online, you can call us directly by dialing 347-202-0227. And that way you can listen via phone or please be sure to use your Bluetooth if you are driving about. Before we begin, I want to thank my friends at AdRunner for spreading the word about Energy Awareness Radio. Now, if you're tuning in from Sussex or Morris Counties in New Jersey, you may have seen my digital ad running in the Jefferson Diner, the Randolph Diner, or at Casamia in Sparta. The company running those screens is called AdRunner, and they have screens in various eateries across New Jersey. And I must tell you, everyone at AdRunner has been so helpful. Whenever I have changes to my ad, they make the necessary edits, and the ad is up and running the very next day. People have told me they found out about my show, Energy Awareness Radio, from the AdRunner screens. So I would like to thank AdRunner very much. You can find out more about them on their website, adrunner.co. That's spelled A-D-R-U-N-N-E-R dot C-O. And they are just a wonderful group of people who, they truly make my life so easy, and that makes me so very happy. (laughs) Are you moved by poetry? Does it resonate deep within your soul? It does for me, and I have always been a huge fan. Somehow, poetic verse seems to speak to me in a way that prose just does not. And each week, I interview guests here on this show, as you know, most of whom have written books, books in the form of prose. Tonight, however, I feel to be a special treat because my guest is Elise Fee, the author of The Spiritual Human, A Poetic Guide to Life on Earth. And this book is not written in prose, it is poetry, and it is moving, and it is enlightening, and it is inspiring, and it is transformational, and it is incredibly empowering as it speaks directly to your soul. It is a treasure, and it will guide each and every one of you to a happier and more peaceful life. I cannot speak highly enough about it. It's a fabulous book. Elise Fee is a life expansion coach who works with individuals who have high standards of excellence and who are searching for grander possibilities in their lives. She helps people who are feeling stuck or frustrated or discontent and who want to know how to love and trust themselves more and who are willing to consider new ways of perceiving and interpreting life. So whether one is moving on after a major life change overcoming addiction, trauma, or depression, feeling overwhelmed by stress or anxiety, and who is not these days feeling stressed or having some anxiety, or wanting to master attitudes and perceptions about finances or work or family or relationships, or maybe they want to discover their calling and passion in life. Well, Elise can help with all of that. Elise discovers what's beneath the surface and uncovers what's not so obvious Through questions, listening, and intuitive understanding, she teaches new ways of interpreting and responding to life so that one can learn to really control how they feel in response to whatever is happening in their life. And she is a guide in helping others implement specific tactics and strategies immediately and provides feedback in real time. So what you learn is more than just theory. You learn real-life application of the concepts, with steps that you can take that day. Ultimately, Elise helps you to live more powerfully by being more true to yourself. To that end, you experience more joy, more peace, and more freedom in your life. Good evening, Elise. I want to thank you so much for joining us tonight. How are you being this evening? I'm wonderful, and I'm happy to be here, T. Thanks for having me. No, I'm I'm thrilled. As I said, I, I love your book. When I first received the pitch for your book, I thought, well, now, how is this going to work? How does one write about the spiritual human in a way in which people will understand and really grasp the meaning of without interpretation when the written words are in form of poetry? It's, it's very different poetry from the poetry of yesteryear, which is very esoteric, and you kind of need cliff notes to understand the message the author was actually trying to convey at times. But then I read your book, and I learned And I learned how easily you, as a writer, as a poet, get your message across. And I learned there is no interpretation necessary at all because it is just that easy to understand. You know, perhaps it was osmosis. You feel it. You know it. There is a total clarity with no doubt as to what is being offered by your written words. 
it was a pure pleasure to read. I actually wanted more when I got to the end, but we'll talk about your next book later oh, in the show. <laughs> For now, I'd like the listeners to understand you and your background a little bit. So would you mind sharing a bit about yourself and how you got to where you are now? That's a great question. Um, <laughs> and I guess it's only answered in hindsight. I had no idea um, that I would end up where I am. And so what I learned was that Life was challenging. When I was a kid growing up, I had a really challenging life, as many people do. There was a lot of um, trauma, tragedy, um, really bad experiences, and life was just awful. It was hard. It was challenging. And more often than not, I was trying to make myself happy because there was so much misery. And I thought to myself, this feels wrong. There's got to be a better way to live. And I had heard people, as I got older, I heard people talk about, oh, you have to love yourself. And I really didn't think there was such a thing as self-love. I thought it was kind of one of those intangible concepts that everybody talked about, but nobody really felt or knew. And so I didn't think it was real. I thought it was just um, kind of up in the clouds somewhere. But I did know that I wanted something better. And so I changed careers. I went to therapy. I did all kinds of stuff, and ended up um, just learning to trust that inner knowing that's inside me and that's inside each of us and really honoring it. And even when my rational mind, my friends, and all of society could look at me and say, are you crazy? (laughs) Mm -hmm. I honored my knowing, and it led me to where I am today. So that's the short version. (laughs) So you actually worked on yourself by yourself pretty much, and you are self-taught. You um, got in all some this way, on your own. Mm-hmm. Well, in some ways, I would say that, you know, I was kind of, I, I had one of those Mack trucks inside of me from the time I was little, and I was always wanting to learn and wanting to um, master things. So at first it was education, and then it was self-help and relationships and personal growth and every book I could get my hands on. And then I went into therapy, so I had the help of a trained therapist. It took me a while to find the right one. And then I outgrew my therapist. And then I didn't know what to do. Um, I found myself looking into spiritual workshops and classes and reading all kinds of spiritual books. I was lucky enough to find a coach who was a good fit for me and really believed that, you know, there was no path. Any path would work as long as you learned to trust that inner knowing and that everybody had all the answers within themselves. They just needed to figure out how to get to it and trust it. So that worked for me really well. I kind of was allergic when I would run into these guru, quote, uh, energies, you know, where they thought they were the only way and you had to do it their way and they had all the answers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I would break out in pods and <laughs> run the other Um So I wasn't sure I was going to find anyone because there was a lot of that out there when I was looking. Um, And I just got lucky and found the right coach, and it's made a world of difference. So I wouldn't say I did it on my own and honestly don't know that I could have done it on my own. Um, And that's why I love being able to give back because I really needed my coach to get where I got to. And I want to be able to return the favor and do that for other people who know that there's more but have no idea how to get there. I mean, they might understand intellectually and be able to even teach, you know, intellectually about these concepts, but can't do it on an everyday, day-to-day basis. And I agree with you. I think there's a lot of people out there that are teaching, you know, those who can do, those who can't teach. But sometimes you get a teacher who really does and teaches and is giving back in the way that you are. You can tell through your work, your, your book, that you know what you're talking about, and I would imagine you're very successful with the people that you work with. The key to all of it is finding the person who's the right match. And, and yeah, you were lucky in finding that and getting that, that, that help so that you could move forward with your life in the way that you wanted to. When people would say things to me like, you know, you, you really need to love yourself, all I ever thought was, that's a bit narcissistic, isn't it? <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, I always thought, yeah, okay, that's, you know, yeah, fine. Yeah, but it, just, it wasn't really allowed. 
you know, it was something that no one ever did. And self-care is just, I think, starting to come into play where people are realizing you have to take care of you because no one else is going to take care of you the way you are. And you need to do that if you have any intention at all of taking care of anyone else. You must come yeah. first. You know, yeah, and I've people really think that's that, horrible. Well, I've found that once you understand that it's not narcissistic um, self, it's not about always thinking about yourself and how great you are. It's a, a really humble sense of everyone's greatness and therefore mm-hmm. the greatness of you. And then being able to really acknowledge the gifts that you have and, and the strengths and talents that you have and then capitalize on those and use those for your own benefit, but also for the benefit of anyone you run into. And when you're able to do that, it's a very different feeling than just, you know, walking around saying how great you are and tooting your own horn. Right, because you're giving back. And that's the whole thing. I think in today's society, we're still, there are people who are still very self-centered and self-absorbed, and it's all about them. But a lot of people are coming out of that and saying, wait a minute, there's a bigger picture, and we need to look at that. Because of everything that's going on in the challenging times that we live in, you see it all over the world. Technology is bringing it right to your phone so you see it right in your face. And I think people are realizing, oh, it is a, there's a bigger world out there. I really need to start taking care of that. So I need to take care of me so I can give back. And that's a beautiful thing because that's the give and take. Yes. And when you love yourself and when you take care of yourself and really honor and respect yourself – then you have the ability to love others. You might think you love others, and, and you do, but it's in a limited way. It's a, a level of love that's um, a little more superficial, even though it feels like, oh, my gosh, I love this person. I don't know how I could love them anymore. You can. You can love them more, but it comes from loving yourself first. And when you love yourself truly from that humble knowing place, not from an egotistical place, then you have this unending well to tap into to give to others. And your book goes through various categories where people learn so much. It's not just one. So many self-help books might be just one topic. Let's talk about grief. Let's talk about forgiveness. Let's talk about letting go. Let's talk about you know being aware. Your book covers all of it in a really terrific way. How did you come to determine that you should write this particular book in the form of poetry. And, and how did you know that would work? Well, that's, that's actually a perfect example of what I'm talking about. I never wrote poetry before except for silly little rhyming poems like for kids or my nieces and nephews. I wasn't into poetry. I never even really liked poetry. A lot of it is so hard to understand. You need a translator sitting beside you telling you what everything means and all the levels of meaning, and it has references to stuff I haven't read, and so I don't get it. So I was not a big poetry fan, and I had another book in mind that I was inspired to start writing, and then I was inspired to add some poems to that book. And so I did that, and I was writing a daily blog at the time, And all of a sudden, I started writing poetry on my blog. And I was like, where is this coming from? But I've learned to just trust and go with it. And so I did. And this poetry just started pouring out of me. And I looked at it and I thought, well, it's so simplistic. I wonder if there's really any value. And then my readers started just going nuts over how meaningful it was and how it touched them. And it was so easy to understand. And it was in their voice. And and it was their everyday language and they loved it. And and so I thought, well, there you go. What do you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Obviously, it is powerful and it's working. And so I don't second guess my inspiration anymore. Um, and so I wrote all these poems and I just had stacks of poems everywhere. And I entered one in a contest just because I was inspired to do it and had no idea what was going to happen. And I won third place and got a book publishing contract as the prize. Wow. And so I thought, well, I guess I'm going to publish a book. And the first uh, manuscript that I sent in, the publisher sent back and said, this isn't long enough. Can you, like, double the size of this? And I said, okay. So I went back to the drawing board, and then I had this huge, like, flash of insight or inspiration, whatever you want to call it, that said, organize this like you would move through the growth 
um, an evolution of a human being. Like if you started out in the humanness of it, the human scene, and then you talk about emotions, and that's one of the toughest things we deal with is the emotions of being human. And then we talk about like learning to love yourself and finding God within you or divinity. And then, okay, well, now I've got to come up with new ways of looking at life because obviously the way I was doing it wasn't making me happy. Well, then I've got to start broadening my circle out to community and to others and and looking at that. And then talking about intimate love when souls collide and two people come together. And then talking about how we're all really part of one energy, you know, that we're all just pieces of this big energy. And so really we're all one. And then the last chapter was, well, how do you live as a spiritual human? How do you put the two together and and live that way and do life successfully, however you define success? And so it just came together. And then I started sorting the poems, and they just magically fit into all these categories. And it's <laughs> beautiful. I could never have come up with this myself. It, it just, you know, it's inspired. That's when you know you're doing things right. The universe just kind of takes over and says, okay, well, we like what you're doing, and we're going to help you with that, and this is what's going to happen, and boom, there you are, right in the middle of it, and it and it all turns out to be a beautiful thing. You know, when I start to read a book for an interview, I keep a notebook with me so I can jot down information and develop questions. I'm reading a book a week, and I don't want to forget anything, so I find it's easiest, you know, to take copious notes. So I started reading The Spiritual Human, and I noticed by about page 50 that I had been writing down page numbers, one right after the next sequentially. <laughs> and I thought to myself, well, okay, this isn't working right now. My plan was to make note of my favorite poems, but there were way too many. So at that point, <laughs> I opted to make note of those that didn't resonate as well. However, I noticed when I switched to working from that perspective, I was not writing down any page numbers at all. So needless to say, all of the poems are excellent, though the ones that are so expressive for me, were those on love, and they moved me to my core, to the point of tears, if I'm going to be totally honest, and I will be. Specifically, the poems, I'll tell you which poems they were, because it was, it was amazing. Uh, the first one was The Tsunami of You. And let me just pause here and tell you, Elise, that this is when my own personal tsunami of tears started flowing. <laughs> and then I read on, and the flow continued with your other poems, What I See, Sweet, Sweet You, Afraid of Love, Hearts of Fire, How I Love You, Because of You, A Love Letter, What Kind of Love, and How to Heal the World. I was on a roll of crying, and I kept reading and wanting more. And I, I know I have written poetic verse, and I've cried while I've written notes to people. How did you manage to write those poems without crying? Or did you? And I don't, I don't want to be alone in this and don't worry it's okay i promise i won't tell anyone if you shed a tear (laughs) it'll be our little secret but did you did you have difficulty doing that i didn't um i um and and i don't want to i don't want you to feel alone but i i didn't i (laughs) i was just in a place of just like sweet honoring you know like um one of them I wrote about a past relationship and it was I'll love you from here and it was about how I'm just going to love you but I can't live with you. I can't share my life with you but I will always love you. And, you know, I didn't cry about it. It was just very moving to me. It was very meaningful um, and it just felt like a sweet honoring of that relationship. That's that's wonderful because... I know when I'm even writing a birthday note to someone, you know, I'm thinking and I'm writing and I'm putting my heart and soul into it. And I have a friend, I do this every year and she saves the notes. And, you know, sometimes I do end up crying because I just feel so grateful that this person is in my life. And I'm thinking, wow, I'm just the reader. How did she do this? It was, Mm -hmm. it's an amazing, it's an amazing journey reading your book. I, I think that, uh, you know, there are so many books that are marketed as life-altering, transformational, teach you to look at things through different lens, thought-provoking in a way that will bring about major changes, you know, all that hype. Sometimes it's true, sometimes not so much. In this case, the spiritual human, it is most definitely very true. I know because just having finished the book last night, I just finished it last night, and I know I feel and I see major shifts already. So I went through the little, you know, crying, releasing toxins and all that. I know exactly what it is. And 
the shifts that I'm feeling are major in they're not small in both my professional work and the volunteer work I do. My creativity today has not stopped flowing since I put this book down. I am not exaggerating. I am very serious. I'm a very creative person, but I have been on a roll since last night. It's just been amazing, really, and I know it is due to reading your book. And I know you wrote this book, obviously, to help people and share wisdom and information. And I know the book just came out last year, so it's relatively new to the market. And the response has been so terrific. I've seen the reviews and read the testimonials. And I know I'm not alone in this. Were you surprised by the significant impact that affected such heartfelt responses from your readers? I was. I was absolutely surprised. I knew that some of the poems were very moving for me, but I thought, well, that's just because it's something I'm tapping into that, you know, I'm thinking of in my life from the past or um, but I was absolutely, and the first responses I got were through the blog, and I was just blown away when people would write to me and tell me the impact that this one little poem had on their life and what it had done for them, and um, that it, it just surprised me. It caught me off guard, and on, I just, I don't see it as kind of a reflection of me personally. I see it just as a reflection of, you know, wow. Isn't that amazing how life works through me and, and I can, you know, be, um, you know, just in the flow and be able to be a part of this whole experience. And be a conduit for, for everything. It's, you know, similar to my work. I am a conduit for energy flow. I know it's not me doing it, but I know, wow, I'm always amazed. I, I imagine that you feel the same way. Do people, now I read the book, obviously, from cover to cover in order to be able to have a good discussion with you tonight. And and I loved it, and I know I'm going to read it again because some of these poems, they just really, I thought I have to go back. You should see all the little post-its sticking out of your book. <laughs> you know, I don't know why I bothered. I just need to read the book again. I'm like, look at all these post-its. I don't know why I have them all stuck everywhere. And they're just sticking out of the book so I can flip to the page. Do you think that most people are reading it cover to cover, or are they using it more as a reference from the get-go? How are they utilizing this book for themselves? I've actually heard every possible explanation, and some they open to the table of contents and something catches their eye and they go read it, um, and others, you know, read it cover to cover and just take their time and read a poem a night. Others are just every night opening up and whatever page shows up, that's the page they read. Um, and then others are, you know, looking at a section that they're particularly dealing with in life right now and they're reading that section and really immersing themselves in it. But I know that people are keeping it, and, and that was one of the intentions I had, is that it could be read in a lot of different ways, and it would not be something you read and then throw out because you can refer back to it over and over for inspiration and, and transformation. Oh, absolutely, because even, as I said, I love poetry, so even the poetry books I have, you know, sometimes I'll just go pick one up and open a page, and it's always what I needed at that moment. And this this will be among them, you know, Elizabeth Barrett Browning, Robert Frost, you know, uh, even Kalal Gibran. You know, I, I mean, it just will be among them because it is that, wow. to me, good. It is that purposeful. It is It resonates that much. I think a lot of people... You don't even have to love poetry because it's this isn't poetry like, you know, Jack and Jill went up the hill to such a pail of water, Jack fell down and broke his crown. You know, it's not that kind of poetry. It's, it's I don't know how to refer to it as New Age poetry, but your style of poetry is a written form that is, it's not necessarily rhyming. As a matter of fact, I think, I think, I think, I was trying to be cognizant of um, any poems that did rhyme, and I only found one, because it was probably after I was crying, <laughs> that yeah, I could only say, okay, this is... Okay, that do have rhyming in them. Yeah, I only caught one, so. <laughs> well, how about if so I read a poem so that your listeners yeah, can so get Yeah, so that would be stuff. great. Yes, yes, please do. All right, this poem is called A Wash in Emotion, and it's just really um, part of the chapter that is about feelings and about just, you know, what it's like to have these feelings as human beings. A Wash in Emotion. The day began like any other until something she said pressed that button. I thought I had covered it. A cascade of emotions let loose, rushing through my bloodstream, pumping adrenaline, igniting fear, worry, doubt. It feels old, like an outfit I haven't worn in ages. Yet the discomfort is fresh, 
intense, raw. Before my mind can rush in, grab this feeling, analyze it from every conceivable angle, I choose to accept, notice with curiosity, what it is I'm feeling, forgetting about the why, not ascertaining its validity, simply watching it as it swirls through me, allowing it to pulse vigorously, rattle my cells, flow like hot lava through my veins, just observing it, keeping the mind out of the way. Miraculously, the emotions subside like a toddler spent after a full-blown tantrum. No energy or life remains. The feeling fades, quickly becoming imperceptible, difficult to even recall. Now that the storm has passed, I'm so glad I didn't act when I was awash in emotion. You know, when you read that, so many times people will dictate, this is what you need to do to get past things, this is how you need to deal with things. But this is not. This is People can say, I can relate to that because you're going through it with you. We've mm-hmm. all been there. We've all been there so we know, oh, okay, that's how, that's how you do it. Oh, you do that. You take a step back. You can't be dictated to, but when you read somebody else's incident, somebody else's actual thing, and, and I got that from the book, that these things actually happen to her, you know, mm-hmm. and I thought, okay, these things actually happened. You can feel into it more and you can get more out of it because you realize I'm not alone. I, I don't, this doesn't just happen to me, I, you know, and I'm being dictated to, and almost in a way you have to do this, you're doing it wrong. There's none of that that comes into your book at all. You just put it out there and say, this is how I handled it. And I think that's why it's so relatable. Well, think about it. If your friend comes to you with a problem and wants your advice, is she going to hear it better if you tell her what to do from a place of knowing I know best for you? Or is she going to relate better if you tell her a story about a similar situation you were in and how you dealt with it? Right. And it's rare that a book does that throughout the entire book. But yours clearly does. It clearly does. And I think that speaks well to people so that they can relate and they get more out of it. They, and, you know, the fact that they are poems, it's not a 90-page chapter that you have to read and it's the same stuff that's just being regurgitated over and over and over again. This is a poem and you get it. You just get it. It's well, as I like easy that as that. Too. Yeah, for today's society where everybody's time is very short and valuable and you know, sometimes all you have is a minute on the subway or mm-hmm. a few seconds while you're, you know, waiting for the the gas pump to fill up the car and and you literally can read one of these in that amount of time. Yes, I mean there's an app for that, you know, you should do that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, then people can just do it on their little magic phones, you know. We are talking with Elise Fee, author of The Spiritual Human, a poetic guide to life on earth. And you can learn more about Elise by going to her website, www.eliseonlife.com. So write that down so you can check it out after the show. Again, her website is www.elise, E L I S E on on life l-i-f-e dot com and elise you have a an expansion kit am i saying this right that you wanted to talk about i do i have a life expansion kit that i've created for people and it's really um just three parts the first part is a 90 minute teleseminar called how to become the superhero of your own life and what's neat about it is Again, you get to hear examples, and then there's people on the call who are asking me questions. So you get to listen in to some hot seat coaching sessions that I did on the call where I spent five to seven minutes with an individual and dealt right on the spot with their issues that they brought to the table. So you get to hear real-life examples. You get to see how coaching works. And then there's a transcript of it. So for some people, they'd rather listen to the audio. Others would rather read it or make notes in the margins of a transcript. And then the last piece is I created a worksheet just to go with this teleseminar so that you can then take action. And how can you implement what you just learned in your life, like starting right this second? And so there's a two-page worksheet that goes with it. And it's called my Life Expansion Kit. And you can get it at my website. It's eliseonlife.com. 
com forward slash life expansion kit. Oh, that's great. That is a wonderful tool to coincide with the book, you know, because sometimes people do read a book and they, they don't necessarily leave it hanging around. They put it away because they read it. But if they have the expansion kit to go with it, they'll, you get more out of it when you do think it's repetitive and we are adults. We need that. Yeah. <laughs> we, we don't learn like children anymore, you know, now, you live soulfully, obviously. It's it's certainly comes through in your poetry. And living soulfully is, I believe, inherent in each of us. However, most of us, well, we just don't acknowledge it, and we need to learn to practice soulful living. Did you need to learn that practice, or was it – I mean, I know you did, but was it more innate to you, like it was right there and you could grasp it, or did you really have to reach for it? No, I had to work hard for it. Now – you know, yeah. I, I want to clarify it because I had a good heart, and the people who took the time to look past my personality traits that were a little grating and maybe overbearing, um, they could see my heart and they could put up with some of the other stuff, like a lot of us do with our friends. But other people uh, didn't, you know, want to take the time to look past some of my rough edges and would be very put off. So um, when I was younger, I was described as a bull in a china shop or a loose cannon. Um, You know, I had to be in the center of attention. If I was at a party or an event, I was the one telling all the jokes. And um, it it was, um, I like to say I had a lot of rough edges. And so it was a lot of work. I really didn't know any other way to be. I didn't know what it meant, you know, for example, to, tune into someone else and kind of get a feel for where they are and then modulate and tone your behavior to fit better with whatever place they were in. You know, so if someone was sad that I could adjust my tone and my energy and the pace of my words and the choice of words to connect with them better um, and convey my heart. I didn't know how to do any of that. I was the same all the time. (laughs) Well, you nailed it because you would not know that from the way you speak or the way that you write. You know, you pace yourself. You're, you can feel your energy is good. You can feel it in the book. You can feel you. that it's heartfelt. So, yes, if you, if you didn't just, like, reach over to the buffet and grab it, but you had to work hard for it, you nailed it. You, kudos to you. Thank you. And I think the reason that I – walked this path and that this is my journey is now to help others is because if I can do it, you can do it because I, you know, it was not simple. It was not easy. I didn't sit under a tree and all of a sudden someone said, there you go, you're done. You know, it it took decades. And now, um, luckily, the energy that we're living in now is a lot faster and there's quicker transformations happening. My clients are transforming at lightning speed compared to what I did. So, um, and that's not necessarily because of me. That's just because of where we are as, you know, a population, as a humanity, where we are in our evolution. And so things are really miraculous at how quickly people can change. And it's thrilling to be able to help people make these changes and see them really feel freedom in their life and know what it's like to live peacefully, even when there's external stress, because we're always going to have external stress in our life of some level. Right. I mean, that's just part of life. The washing machine is going to break. Your car is going to, you know, hit somebody's bumper one day. Stuff just happens. But to be able to be at peace and choose how you're going to feel about things is total freedom. And it's becoming more and more. Oh, God, the thing that people want, they are rushing to places to learn how to do this better because they finally are getting that it is important to live soulfully. It is, it, time is precious. And I think everybody is feeling that it's going by quicker and quicker and quicker. And it's not really. Time is going by. But, boy, it seems to just be speeding up and, you know, nobody knows what to do. So they're rushing to, you know, different people to find out how can I handle my life. So it's great that they have a place to go with an expansion kit, with the book that you offer, to be able to learn these things in what I think is a very gentle way. That's what I think I like most. It's gentle. It's soothing. It it just it's thought provoking. It evokes feelings in you that maybe you didn't know you had. You know, maybe it'll you know fire up a couple of embers in there that you thought mm, differently about, and now 
you might not be as cold, not that someone would be cold, but you might not be as cold. You, you warm up to things better. Yeah, and isn't that the best gift you can get from any teacher or coach is that they fan the flames of your embers and, and, and help you ignite that again? Yes, because you can't do that on your own. You really do need the, you know, the help. Uh, you know, people tend to give up on things if they don't see change almost immediately. They really want to see things quickly. And I know that with your work, you can, it's real time. People will see a change right away. How can somebody start, like right now, let's say, to start to live soulfully? Is there anything that you can tell them, this is, this is something you could do that's simple and easy, and you will start to see a difference if you just do this? Absolutely. Um, one of the things I would tell people is learn to not take things personally. So, for example, um, you know, you're at work and somebody blames you for something and you know that you didn't do it um, and you get all upset and bent out of shape and it feels so unfair and, you know, it just becomes this huge thing. But really, if you can just not take it personally, if you can realize that no matter who is in that job, was going to get blamed for that, right? If you really didn't play a part in it, if you didn't make a mistake and someone's just blaming you, don't take it personally. Just see it as like, oh, I just happened to be the one in this spot at this time. Or let's say, you know, the clerk at the store is really rude to you. If you take it personally, now you're feeling all bent out of shape. But if you realize like, wow, that clerk's having a really bad day and I'm just in the line of fire. It's really not about mm -hmm. me then you're actually able to be empathetic to that person and you may even be able to help them shift. So if you say to them, instead of saying, you know, what's your problem? My God, you need to take a chill pill. Instead of doing that, you said something like, wow, this is a tough job and it sounds like you have had a rough day. It just totally Makes all the shifts. difference in the world. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it won't and they'll still be mean, but in a lot of cases it just totally shifts everything. And even if it doesn't shift it for them, it shifts it for you. And you don't walk out of there all bent out of shape and upset and carrying, you know, that that energy that they threw at you. Right, you don't want to internalize it. And let's say it doesn't do anything and they're still rude or mean or whatever. Maybe you were the first person to say it. Maybe it's going to take five people, at least be one of them. At least be one of them to help that person go on their way, you know, well, and, and if, lift their vibration. Yeah, and you didn't hurt them, whereas if you react negatively, you're reinforcing their view of everyone, you know, hurting them and upsetting them, and, and now you're carrying mm -hmm. it with you. And then you go home and talk to your wife and tell her how rude the clerk was, and now she's been out of shape, and it just spreads. It's like a virus that spreads. And if you can just not take things personally – you know, you get in a fender bender. Don't take it personally. Don't be like, oh, you hit me and uh, just, wow, it happened, you know? Yep. We might need to assign blame for insurance purpose reasons. That's okay, but we don't have to get all personally upset at that person. It's, it's a fender bender. It happens, you know? It could have easily happened the other way around. And well, so and it probably has in the past. <laughs> exactly. And so you know, you've got to think about that. Yeah, and it just gives us peace. It really brings peace to a situation. Absolutely. I know that I just had a conversation with someone yesterday. We were talking about, I forget what it was she was asking me, and I said, you know what, it's not personal. This is where Donald Trump comes in handy. You know, it's not personal, it's mm -hmm. just business. That's all it is. And quite easily, I mean, I had a woman who hit me, totaled my car, totaled it, and she had a baby in the back seat. She just ran a light, and my car was totaled. And wow. her husband, she called him, and you could hear him. And I took the phone from her, and I said, look, you know, she doesn't need this, okay? You know, it's not like this. Did you ever get in an accident? And he goes, you should be really mad. I said, you know, really? Really? Because it was an accident. It wasn't a purpose. There's a difference. Right. You know, I gave her a phone back. I was like, I can't, I can't believe this. You know, you, you sure you want to stay with that person? <laughs> I was just like, oh, my yeah. God. I would not want to get yelled at for that. It's an accident. Things happen. Right. And, yeah, does it upset you? Sure. But if you internalize it and you really sit with it and let it eat away at you, this is when we get ulcers and acid reflux, and now you've got all kinds of diseases that are born from, 85% you know, of them are born from stress. So you may as well try to relieve it at the moment. And I think Absolutely. some of the things that you say in your book about how, 
you know, things are handled in your life really speaks well to that. Some of the poems really speak well to that. It just, there are so many things to learn just by reading the book. And it's a quick read. It's not like you're, you know, you have to, it's not academic. Some books are, this one is not. So I, I think there's an awful lot for people who, you know, just want to find out a little bit more. Now, I know in your work as an expansion coach, you're working with clients who feel stuck or they're frustrated and they know there's more to life and they know they can affect positive changes for themselves. And, of course, being aware is probably the first thing. You know, being aware that one wants to make changes is really half the battle. But they don't necessarily know how to go about doing it. And this is where you come in and you don't need to work on everything at once correct you can work with a person on one particular goal that they have in mind and really focus on that correct absolutely yes yes i work with people in all different ways so some people come to me with one specific thing that they just it's bugging them and they want to resolve it and then when they see how easy it is to do that then they go oh well what about this thing and what about that thing and sometimes things come up as we talk, and I'll say, well, if you want to change that, we can. And it's really what they're driven to do because you're not going to change anything unless you want to, first of all. I can't make you change something. And secondly, I don't want to. This is all about me helping them tune in to what's right for them in their life and learning to trust themselves and the, the wisdom that lies within them. And it's kind of like I know the past to go inside and figure it out. And I just kind of shine the light and take them down there and say, oh, look, here's your resource room and here's this and here's where your answers are. And then they're able to access all that information. And then I teach them, I call it like your virtual tool belt. I teach them how to have more than just like a hammer in your tool belt of how to deal with life. And so the more tools you have, now you're ready to handle really any situation that comes up. Be, yeah, and they can just go to that tool belt and, and choose which one it is that they need and affect the change right then and there. Right. And I'll, I, I totally customize my work. So if I suggest a technique to someone and they say, yeah, uh, that doesn't sound good to me. I don't even want to try it. It's not a good fit. Well, we just go on to the next, you know, and here's another mm-hmm. idea of how you could deal with that. And here's another idea of how you could deal with that. There's no one answer that fits everybody, just like there's no one coach or um, teacher that fits everybody um, you know it's it's totally customized to each individual which is great that's why there are so many tools because some people aren't comfortable with maybe a particular thing that you say this will work and they're like eh, you know it's not going to work for me even if they don't want to try it they just know that it's not going to work for me maybe they've done it before or something so they can go to something else that that I think is great because so many people just try to shove down your throat this is what you have to do <laughs> Yeah, I've I've actually run into some other coaches and I, you know, ask them about how they work and I was amazed that a lot of them have a set structure and it's like you have to go through step by step by step through their structure, whether you need it or not, whether it fits you or not, this is what you do to get from here to there. And mine isn't like that. I do have some structure, but it's, it's very loose and we jump around and it's like we might be in two different parts at the same time and... You know, everything is uh, unique to that person. So it's it's very different from one person to the next what people will get. And it's interesting to hear clients of mine when, when they run into each other and they're sharing and it's like they feel like they had two different coaches because their experiences were so different. And um, that's when they start to really understand how unique it is for each of them. It is unique. It's like a cafeteria plant. You know, <laughs> when you go for insurance, it's like, oh, this with these people, you get the cafeteria plan. Because there are certain people, if it's that structured, it builds up a resentment in the, in the person that's trying to learn. Because they, if they can't get through something, if it's not working for them, then they feel like a failure. Whereas with this quote-unquote cafeteria plan, y- there are many ways you can get to the same end. You're offering different means. Exactly. And I really want people to develop their trust in their own knowing. So like I had a client, I was teaching her technique and I just started talking about it and she said, that's not going to work. And I said, okay, well, tell me why you think that won't work. And she said, oh, I, you know, and she just told me and I said, okay, skip it. We never went back to it. You know, it was totally Mm -hmm. fine. I, I want her to trust 
that she knows and has a sense about things. When she feels that strongly about something, it's important to trust that and not try to make her and force her and say, well, this works for most people. You know, she had a knowing and we honor that. Well, sure, because that's, that's the knowing. That's knowing, being, having them being able to recognize their own intuition and know that yes. this is what you need to listen to. So if you, if you pulse on that and say, okay, no, we're going to pound that down because that's not right. You have to do it this way. All of a sudden, they're not using their intuition. Now, what did they learn? Exactly. And what's really funny is I'll have a client come back to me and say, I, I don't want to tell you this, Elise, but, you know, um, the thing you told me to, to work with this past week, I, I didn't like it, and I didn't use it. And they think I'm going to be upset. <laughs> and I'm totally the opposite because it's like, well, tell me why you didn't use it. Oh, they said just didn't feel right. Okay, great. That's wonderful. You're, you know, you are trusting yourself over some external authority who's telling you what to do. That's exactly what we want. Yeah, and they're just amazed uh, because they're expecting yeah. to be chastised. <laughs> Exactly. They're expecting, you know, the punishment because they're not doing something properly because that's the way we've all pretty much been schooled in the past. So it's nice to see somebody who doesn't do that. It's unique and it works. It's very effective. So that's a good thing. (laughs) Joan, do you have any favorite poems in the book itself? And if you do, what is it about them that that make them so? You know, um, I don't know if I have any specific favorites. There's so many of them that I like. Some of my favorites would probably be in the um, the um, Souls Collide section. Um, mm-hmm. Let me pick out one. That's where my two favorite are. Okay, tell me one and I'll read it. How I Love You. Okay. How I Love You. I love you as though tomorrow will never be. The same way flowers cherish the sun with a ferocity that words cannot adequately convey. This love reaches out of my soul into yours, entwining our hearts, depositing images of you into my memories where they dance and sing. I love you the same way wolves love the moon, waiting with bated breath till I see your face again. When you place your hand upon my heart, skin and bones fade away. Your spirit touches mine, infusing me with your energy, your essence, the pulse of you. All boundaries disappear. As you breathe, my chest rises. When you hurt, my eyes weep. I only wish I could fully express the expanse of my love for you. Perhaps these words will offer a glimpse into the vast nature of how I love you. I just that, I just love that poem. <laughs> it really, that was one of the ones that, I had already been crying. (laughs) So I continued, you know, and then it was only a few pages later when I got to Because of You that I felt the need to cry again. (laughs) It's it's amazing. They are, because as the listeners, you can see, this is not poetry that rhymes, but to me it speaks so well toward how we feel, and yet some of us can't express so you express for us, and you've done it in mm-hmm. such a beautiful way. And, yeah, I just, uh, yeah, that, that was beautiful. That was beautiful. And I appreciate you. you reading that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What about the topics in your book? Are there any that you especially, well, you said when souls collide that you resonate with more than another? That would I think be that, that was my favorite. And it's, a, it's interesting because it's the shortest of the chapters, but I um, – I just really liked the poems, and um, and I, they're not all mushy, gushy love poems. Um, one of them that I like uh, was about being afraid of love, and um, another one was about how when we want someone to be something they're not, how that's a form of twisted love. You know, it's not real love if we're constantly asking them to be different. 
So um, I think those were some of the ones that I liked because they weren't just your typical um, sappy poem. You know, there was kind of a little kick to them. Yes, and some of them had humor in them as well because, you know, uh, I think that was in Chapter 1, the human scene. There were some that, um, oh, gosh, I wish I had... I wish I hadn't had tear-stained sheets because I can't read my notes. <laughs> but there was one that at the end, it, I, I can't remember, it just said something like, and that, it is what it is, or that's, that's it. And I thought, yep, that's it. You know, so it's not all just, you know, uh, it's not all that. The, the What if we are here to have fun, you know? That's a great poem mm-hmm. because we are here to have fun. That's exactly why we're here. There's no what if about it. We are here to have fun, people. And if you're not having fun, you need to change. <laughs> you, know, you need to figure out what's going on so that you will have fun because you're supposed to be finding joy. So in all of this, you know, you do find the joy. You find the emotion. It's loaded with emotion, but it's not just your typical love poems, which is what people, I think, usually think that poems are, you know, that they're pretty much just love poems. Now, I said at the start of the show that we'd talk about your next book later, and now, well, it's later. Will you write another <laughs> book? And if you do, do you know if it will be poetry, and will it be multiple topics, or will you focus on one? I can answer all of that with one answer. I have no idea. Um, okay. I haven't had <laughs> inspiration for another book. But that doesn't mean, you know, I wouldn't get it tomorrow. I mean, I really don't know. I work totally from inspiration. And so whatever moves me, that's what I'm working on. And right now um, there isn't another book. And the book I mentioned um, earlier in the discussion that I started out writing, it never got uh, created. It And intellectually, you know, e- from my ego and my mind, I would have loved to have seen that book get created, and it never did the energy just died and never came back for it. Um, One thing I did just finish working on is I wrote a chapter for a book of memoirs that's being published. And I believe the working title is Holistic Fashionista Memoirs. And there's a woman who's pulling together 50 different women's stories of the challenges that they overcame in their life and then how they went on to find their purpose. And I just wrote a chapter for that book and I loved it. I really enjoyed doing it. And I put some more edgy um, poems in there. It wasn't just um, kind of the just spiritual stuff. There was some more like, um, I don't know how to describe it except edgy, more edgy, uh, real life kind of gritty poems. So that was kind of fun. Yeah, I bet it was because it was different. Well, that's interesting because you know, I asked you if you might focus on, on one because the way you speak on love is the way I feel and think about love. It's like you're expressing exactly what I, what I feel and think so many times in my life, and, and that's probably why I, I felt to cry. Um, there are poems in your book that will absolutely make either beautiful wedding vows or readings at weddings, no doubt about it. The one you just read and the other one I loved because of you, those Definitely, I can see people saying, "Oh, you're going to do this reading." I, I mean, I see, I see that, you yeah. know, and I'm thinking, "Wow, that is just beautiful." And to know that that could potentially be part of somebody's ceremony is—I mean, I was thrilled for you, and I hadn't even said anything to you yet. <laughs> well, and I tell people, you know, if you don't have the words, I mean, that's what Hallmark cards are for, right? So if right, you don't yeah. have the words. All you have to do is dim the lights, open the page, and read the poem to her, and, you know, you're good to go. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. There is no doubt about that at all. You know, it is August. Well, okay, it's almost September. But in any case, the holidays are going to be here sooner than the calendar seems to be bring, bringing them to us. And, and I invite you to write down the name of this book, The Spiritual Human by Elise Fee. This would make a very special gift for anyone so men get this book for your wife your daughter your sister your mom your mother-in-law any women in your life i know it will be a hit i know it and women get it for yourself who says you can't gift yourself you sure can and you should you can get it for your girlfriends i find it to be a most wonderful treasure and i do believe it speaks to everyone and i do believe everybody who reads it will experience changes from this book i know that to be true so Again, The Spiritual Human by Elise Fee, and you can go to her website, EliseOnLife.com. Elise, before we're at the top of the hour, I can't believe that, but before we go, do you have any final thoughts for our listening audience? Yes. um, I just wanted to share that 
really grander things are possible in life. But I know that there's challenges in getting there. I mean, otherwise we'd all be there. So although we've talked about a lot of things and you can see more in my life expansion kit, um, these aren't a new habit for you yet. And so it's important to, you know, keep trying and making mistakes and, and come back to the material, whether it's my material or someone else's. And if, if you feel the need to get expert feedback and guidance, then that's when a coach is helpful. And so I wanted to reiterate that I have offered free access to my life expansion kit, and it offers powerful ideas about how you can experience more fulfillment, more peace, and lasting happiness in life. And it also includes guidelines so that you can take immediate steps right away. It's not just content, it's application as well. And that's at my website, eliseonlife.com forward slash life expansion kit. And you just fill in your first name and email address and you'll be taken right to the download page with all the um, pieces of the kit. So the good news is that once you learn and practice these things, they become a new habit, just like brushing your teeth every day. And then you don't have to think about it. It just becomes part of your daily life. So um, that's really what I wanted to share. And just to let listeners know that there's a lot more information on my website, and they can explore. There's a blog there with all kinds of archived articles, and you can search by topic. So if you want to read more about forgiveness or oneness or anything, you just type it in, and it will show you all the posts that tie into that topic. And it just has tons of um, content there for you to search through. And then my books are available. My book is available at eliseonlife.com forward slash books. That's terrific. You do have an awful lot of information on your site, and it is accessible to everyone. So I would urge everyone to just go there and, and just, you know, roam around and look at everything. And you take your time because there's so much you can absorb that you can then go back to, buy the book, look at the expansion kit. Really, really take this because it's easy, it's fun, it's a different way to learn and grow, and that's really what you want to do, and it's, it's, it'll be a different experience for you, and I think that everyone will totally enjoy it. So, you know, thank you again, Elise. I appreciate you taking time to be here with all of us tonight. It has been an absolute delight having you on the show with a very thank grateful you. heart. I do thank you so much. Well, I've enjoyed being here, and I appreciate you taking the time to spend with me. Oh, well, you are quite welcome. So listeners, you know, we need you to spread the word. We know you enjoy what you hear on Energy Awareness Radio. Why not share it with your friends? Send the link to the show so they can be made aware of all the wonderful things that are offered here at Energy Awareness Radio. All of my guests share their time freely. They give us a minimum of 60 minutes of their day to help us all, and as you are all aware, they do so at no charge. You pay nothing for the wisdom and knowledge that you receive here at Energy Awareness Radio from all of these wonderful guests. So make sure you share and spread the word so others, too, will be able to grow and learn and make this world better for everyone. On behalf of everyone here at Energy Awareness Radio, I'd like to thank all of our listeners for tuning in this evening. My name is T. Love, and I hope you'll be back next Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time for another great show here at Energy Awareness Radio. So go ahead and get out your calendar and note it now so you remember to tune in next week, particularly because it's a holiday week and everybody messes up the days. For more information about me, please visit my website, quantumwellness.org. You'll find an archive list of past shows, the lineup for upcoming shows, as well as information about other upcoming events I'll be hosting throughout the year, including the Quartz Crystal Singing Bowl concerts that are coming up this fall. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at NRG Aware Radio. That's at NRG Aware Radio. I am your host, T Love, here at Energy Awareness Radio, intending you and yours a most wonderful week. Remember, living from your heart is quite easy. You need only give thanks to do so. Take care and stay well. I got a heart.
With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.